three, two, one, drink. Radio Free Tote Bag, and I'm Arthur. <coughs> I'm Donovan. Guess what we're fucking doing this week, Donovan? You fucking already know what it is. <laughs> fucking do. We're doing a Halloween Power Hour. That's right, folks. We're going to drink a shot of beer every minute for 60 minutes, and you're going to get to hear all of it. And I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah, it's this is a double special. We're going to have... Because we had to make this as heinous as last year. Uh, for those exactly. of you who have been listening for the past year... Uh, last Halloween special, Arthur had been dumped about a week beforehand, and he was in a very bad, messy place. That's right. Uh, neither of us have been dumped recently, so we're going to make our own messy place. Yeah, this is this is exactly what needs to happen. And Halloween, it's really a drinking holiday, if you think about it. That's what Halloween's kind of for as an adult, drinking and candy and uh, uh, sexy costumes. Also, drink. Oh, man. Minutes pass quickly, huh? Yes, they do. They really do. Pour another this is there. this is also this is also uh something I've wanted to do for a bit. I actually had the idea. I bought a microphone 5 years ago, uh planning on doing a podcast with another buddy. Uh Power Hour podcast. We're going to do a Power Hour every episode. That's And uh I was a little that's horrifying. Yeah, I was, I was a little younger and and more uh resilient at the time the thought of that now doing that once a week i i might not have survived to 27 so <laughs> i'm glad i'm glad this is just a one-off and, and yeah I stick to that heinous idea yeah i'm gonna give it up to uh the dudes over at the greatest generation adam pranica and ben r harrison uh they they are real power hour podcast pioneers and i'm taking a big big cue from what they're doing good job guys good times well, hey, in addition to the uh, also the drink, by the way. here, God damn it! Uh, in addition to the boozathon here, Arthur, boo! <laughs> Sorry, did I scare you? What's up, girl? It's Cocktober, and if you are getting this, it means you're a Halloween hoe. Every year in Cocktober, the Jack O Slut comes to life, coming to harvest his hose for Thottoween. What's a jack Send this to 10 other Halloween hoes, or else you a trick. If you get four back, you're a Thottoween treat. If you get six back, you're a slutty witch bitch. But if you get 10 back, you're the spookiest slut on the block. If you don't send this to 10 other thoughts, you will get no dick this Cocktober. Are you already feel? I'm already feeling it. By the way, I'm already getting. There. I'm certain. I'm feeling. I'm feeling the energy off the bat. My my body is predicting it, and I'm bringing the spooky energy uh, from that intro. So let's let's get into the questions Drink. Drink, uh, while we're still while we're still capable of answering them. Uh, I'd love to do that, but you have to drink. All right. What do we got first? All right. Okay. First up, let me get over here. Oh, oh boy. Nice. My 26 boyfriend, 28, just told me he's going to bring a tent to his co-worker's Halloween get-together in case he gets too drunk to drive home. A little background, my ex used to drink a lot and would get into a lot of trouble and cause a lot of drama. Drink. Mm. Ah, Pour another one for the next. See, that's, that's the move, I think. You got to pour the next one when you drink that one. 
Uh, my dad and brother are also alcoholics, and I haven't drank at all in about three years. Needless to say, I have a rocky relationship with alcohol. So my thing here is I don't like that he's bringing a tent to sleep in if he gets too drunk. I asked him if he could just not get so drunk he can't drive. Uh, he said it's just what everyone is going to be doing, and he's not getting peer pressured, but he wants to have fun with everyone. Uh, am I being too sensitive about it? I can't really put into words why I don't like it. It just seems wrong. What do you think? TLDR, my BF said he might camp out if he gets too drunk. I told him just don't get that drunk. He said he didn't want to miss out on the fun. And that was posted by Trouser Snake Tamer. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, that's what funny. A, what a name. What a Drink. name. All right. Apt for this question. Uh, yeah. I get I get the uh, the hesitance on OP's part here. Absolutely. And like being a little bit worried about this, like having alcoholics in your family is really difficult to deal with and, and, and traumatizing. Um, on the other hand, this this seems like this is the first time uh, this has come up. It's not like he's getting shit housed every weekend. You know, he's going to a Halloween party and people get drunk at Halloween parties. Mm-hmm. And. I would say the fact that like he's bringing a tent, I don't know. I wouldn't think that means he's just, it's because he wants to get totally obliterated. But it's like, if you do get drunk, you just shouldn't fucking drive. And if you don't have another option, then like what what's wrong with staying at the place? That seems right. like, like a good and not alcoholic thing to do. He's got the tent, and he doesn't want to pay for an Uber. I get it. That's the thing. Yeah. And he's, he's 28. I don't know. I could, in a worst case scenario, I'd, I'd, I'd drink. do something like this. Yeah, I hear you. Oh, boy. Oh, man, you got to keep fucking pounding these is the, is the trick. You just got to slap do. them. But uh, you know what I mean? It's not like yeah. this is like a 50-year-old married couple with, like, kids, and the dad's like, I'm going to go camp in the backyard so I can drink a fucking 40-pack <laughs> of 40 ounces. A 40-pack of 40s, you would die instantly. Well, not not this hypothetical guy, Arthur. But you see what I'm saying? Like, the, I don't think this is that out of left field. No, it's not. Um, it's not too nuts. And yeah, I, I, I think it's kind. Of, I think it's pretty responsible. Yeah, I. Why I'm, can't I'm, he sleep on the floor though? Yeah, I'm kind of wondering like what his relationship with these coworkers is because if it's such that he can't ask to like crash somewhere and is going to bring an unauthorized tent to their backyard, <laughs> then that's potentially a problem. But. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the real weird thing here. You got to like, get a camping permit a out of, of people. You got to get a permit at a music festival. You can't just set up a tent, drink. What makes you think you can get a tent just set up at uh at your fucking coworker's place? Right. So, I don't know. I could see it like, okay, these you're, these are people he's really close with and like it is literally packed in there and he's like, "Fuck it, dude. I got a tent." But uh, yeah, I could also see this as just like he doesn't have that relationship, and it's in a weird, like, wow, what if I brought my tent, though, kind of way. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah. The, the, tent, the tent situation is a, is a little strange, I guess. I was in a weird place with drinking when I uh, first got together with college girlfriend, and in fact, I remember one night uh, we went out to a poetry reading, you know, how wild those can get, and uh, she, had, she had a tequila sunrise, and I remember being freaked out. Because when I was 20, I was like, I'm never going to drink. I got alcoholics in my family. I'm afraid of it. And nobody should ever drink, ever. And I was not any fun. <laughs> and then uh, I learned that uh, you can drink, by the way. Hmm. Mm. Fitting. You can uh, irresponsibly enjoy alcohol responsibly. 
There you go. If that makes any sense. I'm giving really bad advice re-drinking. I don't think I'm necessarily qualified to give that to people. <laughs> yeah, don't don't listen to fucking Arthur. And in, in OP's case here, I'd express your concerns to him. Try to get a little idea of the context for the tent just to make sure this isn't like some weird shit that he's doing. Um, but I don't know. Like I said, if this is just a once-in-a-while thing, it's just for this party. He's not getting shit-faced all the time. Like I said, I mean, this is certainly more responsible than driving home. Exactly. If he's just doing a power hour for a podcast, that's that's no big deal. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. We don't have to <laughs> fucking drive anywhere. We just got to nah. drive to my bed after this. That's what I'm thinking. I'm feet from where I'm going to sleep tonight. Like, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Drink. All right. Ah. Well, hey, it's question box time. Uh-uh. Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, who? Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, who? This is going to be a burpee episode. I oh, yeah. Warn you. We're going to be Belchmasters. Uh, yeah, so we've been trying to keep the Halloween theme going here. We got a couple in the question box. Well, one's a more serious question. We're loading it up front so that we're, you know, respectfully handling this and not at the end of the episode. Right. Um, you know, because we, we do care about you folks. The other one is uh, more of a goofy Halloween one. Which I like. If you'd like, like to that. submit your questions in the future, hit up our uh, Instagram, Instagram.com slash Radio Free Tote Bag or Radio Free Tote Bag co to get the question box link. Throw your question in there, press enter. That's all you got to do. It's anonymous. We'll read it on the show. Maybe we'll be drunk as shit when we read yours. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Let's preload this drink because this is a long question. Okay. Where? When is this? When is this happening? Drink. What's the counter at? All right. Uh, all right. Speed read. I have a chronic heart condition, and because of it, dating has been rather difficult. I've been in a few relationships and on a few dates. But people either want to overwhelmingly take care of me, like I'm incapable of it myself, or as one date said, completely avoid dating because I'm not sure when you'll die on me. Yikes. So my perception of dating has been kind of fucked. The reason I'm writing to you guys is I found a really great girl. She's fun and nice and really easy to get along with, and she's also super into me. But she doesn't understand a lot of the complications with my illness, and I've been having a lot of flare-ups with it recently. I want to explain what is going on in a way that doesn't scare her or worry her too much. While we haven't talked about dating past the initial, hey, I like you, conversation, I'm worried I'll be rejected based on my illness. Which is fine. I can't make people be in my life in a way that they don't want to be. But I think she and I could be good together. What do you guys think I should do? Should I be open and honest about things as they come and risk scaring her off? Or should I treat things more delicately? What would you do if you had or have a chronic illness? Would honesty be the best policy right away when it comes to new partners? Or is that a fourth date kind of conversation? Yeah, uh, so I have, I have a chronic illness. Uh, it is the bipolar, bipolar disorder. I uh, got the bipolar one. Uh, and I treat it like like a case by case basis. Like if I, like if mental health comes up with a date, like they're talking about, Oh, I have anxiety. Uh, you know, I have depression drink by the way. Ooh. Um, so if it comes up, 
kind of organically, I will bring it up in the conversation, particularly if they've expressed that they are like, you know, open about mental illness and, and share that struggle themselves. Uh, but if that's not fully obvious at first, I will wait for like the fourth date or so. That's, that's a good timing. I think. I'm, I'm similar. I deal with pretty fucking severe anxiety and depression and it, it's the same thing. You know, if people come out front with it, like you feel comfortable doing that. And you know, if, if not, you don't need to drop that right in the beginning. My worry, cause there is something to be said for both sides of this, but my worry about doing it right at the beginning is you don't want somebody just to completely define you by your illness while they're meeting you. Do you know what I mean? Like if, yeah. if that's the, like they kind of latch onto that first, you know, you don't, I don't want to be the depressed dude. You don't want to be sure. the heart condition, dude. Drink. You see what I'm saying? I totally get what you're saying with that. Um, I dated well, so one, uh, yeah. one more thing. Sure. It's definitely it's definitely good to communicate that. It's important. You know, I think you do need to communicate that. Obviously, you can't hide something like this from somebody. Um, but I think it is case by case. And I don't think there's certainly nothing wrong than waiting for a few dates to, to you know, because this is a, it's a deeply personal thing. You know, you wouldn't just meet somebody on the street and be like, hey, by the way, you know, it would that would feel uncomfortable. And with dating, I mean, it kind of is like that on the first couple of dates. It's somebody completely new. You yeah. don't know, you know, where their heart's at with things like that. It's certainly also good to eliminate potential, you know, people who would be opposed to this and, and you know, not waste your time. But I think you got a better shot with people if they got a chance to know you, you know, as I said before, just defining you by your illness uh, up front. Absolutely. Uh, drink. Mm. I uh, I dated a woman with a chronic illness. Uh, she had uh, cystic fibrosis. It's a pretty horrifying um, lung disease. It's genetic. And uh, I found out before we went on our first date because I was kind of just like cruising her Facebook, and I saw a thing that was like uh, like a charity run thing, like in her honor. And I was like. What for? <laughs> and uh, I go to the date, and uh, I don't bring it up. Like, I'm not, I'm just playing it real cool. And then she she mentions it. And I go, you know, I was wondering about that. And we get to talking about it, and uh, it, it certainly was a feature of the relationship. Uh, but I don't, I don't think it really, it didn't affect how I felt about her or how I treated the relationship. I think that it was... You know, just something that's true about a person. Drink. And uh, it's the kind of thing that you, you know, it's the kind of thing that they are dealing with it more than you're dealing with it as a partner. And you kind of just try to be there for them. Like, you want somebody who's going to be supportive when you're having a hard time with your with your chronic illness. Um, so... Maybe letting somebody know early on, like you were saying, weeds out the the shitters, and uh, you're gonna be left with uh, with good folks, and that's that's important stuff. Right, because you also want supportive and not overbearing. I totally yeah. understand the like you don't want somebody who, like I said, they're defining you by it, and that might come from a good place. But you know, you're tr ultimately you're trying to lead a normal fucking life. Like you don't want to talk about this shit all the time, and when you're doing well. You know, it's like I'd rather just enjoy uh, getting on with life and, and dating normally rather Drink. than like being reminded that I've got something going on all the time. Yeah. So 
I think case by case. I think you can kind of read people on that. Um, if if you are having trouble where this is like actively freaking people out, I mean, maybe maybe delay it a little bit. Because what I'm saying too, defining somebody by their illness, I think people can be aware and would be like, I you know, I wouldn't do that. But in the situation, you're out with somebody for the first time. If you hear about something like this, there's definitely like a subconscious aspect of being like, oh man, like that's that's a lot. I don't know if I can do that. Right. Whereas. I don't think that happens as much. Like if you fucking know who a person is and like appreciate them for who they are, you know, rather than just like a potential liability that I'm describing. Right. Do you ever meet somebody and you're kind of like, Oh, that's a pork pie hat guy. Or that's uh, you know, you, there's some defining yeah. character. It's that's metal shirt guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you don't, you don't want to become heart condition guy on the first date. Uh, drink. By the no. Way. Uh, oh, Donovan! <laughs> this, this is this is a lot. <laughs> this was a terrible idea, man. Oh friend. man, I'm glad I'm glad we I'm glad we put one, this one up front too, because this yeah. this is like a serious thing that people should think about. It's it's very common. I mean, it's it, it's definitely less visible um, for like mental illness folks like ourselves. Yeah. Um, but it, but that's a thing a lot of people deal with, and it's really hard to to broach topics like that, because again, like you want people to see you as like the person you are, and not you know, like this thing that needs to be taken care of, or yeah. like you know this person like is their disorder or whatever. So good on you for fucking getting out there and and dating people, you know, in spite of having to deal with this. I, I know this has to fucking suck, and I'm sure it's worse, you know, when you have people who just treat you weirdly because of it. So dang you, all the fucking best with your health. And, um, yeah, just, I, I, just keep on trying and, uh, I, you know, somebody will come along That's dating in general. This is another layer, but you'll, you'll be all right. Yeah. I think I'm going to start saying ding when it's time to drink <laughs> pilot piloting that program. Oh, right, and then the second one, folks, I got tall boys, so I'm getting to the bottom of this one. Yeah, I'm running. I'm running higher ABV shit here. So we're doing smaller Ooh. ones, and I got this triple cup, and I'm not doing too triple shot glass. I'm not doing too great on the math, but we'll <laughs> we'll make it through. Yeah, oh, yeah. So you're doing okay. like every third or so. Yeah, yeah. I'll try to keep that straight. Doing... I'll try to just mark you every third and do mine every minute. Oh wait, I don't know if I can do the math on that. I'm just doing smaller sips, is what I'm saying. Okay. I got like this this tall fucking thing so i gotta re-pour it yeah. uh, okay drink i think <laughs> i think i'm gonna get there faster than you and it's gonna be a repeat of last year that's very possible that's very possible <laughs> hey donovan i think i think you get a little rowdier than me sometimes too. that's probably so, true, we'll, that's we'll probably true. <laughs> a little more of a wild I card will, i will still be the glue holding this show together on the halloween night <laughs> We need uh, it. Except this time, I'm going to be glue with a little ABV to it. <laughs> what? Do you, man, that, I can't good wait. Good drinking glue. I can't wait till I start screaming about bringing reality into the show. That's <laughs> that's a fun Arthur. Fuck yeah. Hey, Donovan. Okay. What's up? What is the adult Halloween party equivalent of that fucking kid who dressed up as Scream in middle school and scared the shit out of child me? Dude, it's fu it's fucking like spooky mask people still for me. Like when you're at a mm. Halloween party and there's the dude who's just wearing like the absurd like mask drink. It's like, mm. Ugh. it's like it fucks with the 
like the conversation and like it's socialness of it. You know what I mean? Like most people do the Halloween costume. You know who it is. But then there's like the dude in the mask. For me, like, what the, who the fuck is this person? For me, How it was Sklenka. For me, it was Sklenka doing the fucking Cinco party <laughs> snoozer last year. Fucking geeked me all the way out. Cause I walked in, I had to walk like four blocks carrying a 30 rack of high life. And, uh, I was fucking so tired by the time I got there and it was raining like my heart's pounding and I'm like, uh, 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 and I set the beer down and I look up and he's right in my fucking face with this uncanny Valley shit. <laughs> fucking the whole rest of the night I was wigged out. Luckily for me, he fucking went and passed out like fast. Cause I couldn't have dealt with that all night. Oh, for reference for people look up Cinco pa- FaceTime party snoozer. It's a Tim and Eric sketch. Drink. It's like this device you put on. Uh, with this spooky clear mask and glasses with like eyes printed on them. And our buddy had like a voice box with quotes from the show he was like playing. And that's spooky enough, but he also drank about half a bottle of tequila before the fucking <laughs> Halloween party started. So by the time you encountered him at the start of the party, he was fucking nuked. And then, yeah, he promptly passed out for the rest of it, woke up at the end, and then like hung out with us stragglers at the fucking end of the night. <laughs> that was good shit. That's good shit. Did I he make a video it? I think he somewhere. made it to breakfast with us, too. He did. He, he fucking rallied. Very impressive. Shouts out to Sklanka. Hell yeah, man. Goddamn. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that's another that's another mask one. You know what I mean? I feel like it's, yeah. the, it's the unnerving costumes that it's just like, I'm trying to get drunk here. And this dude's in like a fucking gory clown mask. I don't know who the fuck that is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't love it. You know you what Daria I think? like me. You know it's yeah. me. Drink. Eric. <clears throat> here we go I think it could also be the guy who gets uh, too involved with relationship drama at the Halloween party which was uh, me last year <laughs> oh oh yeah shit yeah, yeah that party was the fucking lead up to that episode I totally oh yeah about yeah that. it was it was a whole totally fucking thing yeah no I've, I, I feel that that's like some real spookiness that's coming in when there is uh like some emotional shit going on like that, but everybody's in costumes. So it adds this layer of absurdity to things. Yeah. <laughs> You're like was... trying to talk to your buddy and help him out, but he's, he's dressed up like, like fucking it or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just like, I don't feel like she respects me. You're dressed like a fucking clown. <laughs> fucking relax. Exactly. It just, it adds a whole fucking air of absurdity to things. So things that are normally a little uncomfortable are like simultaneously way more uncomfortable, but also fucking hilarious. It's it's, it's great. It's great. That's why Halloween is so good. Oh, man. All right. Well, thank you for the question box questions, folks. Arthur, I have a quick question box question for you. Oh, yeah. What's your costume this year? Uh, Oh, I'm going to go and pick up set of overalls from the thrift store and like a flannel shirt and i'm gonna go with squirrely dan from uh letter candy oh nice that's a, that's a fucking good one that's kind of a lifted costume like somebody else did that and i was like oh shit that's an easy one i'm gonna do that oh fucking all halloween costumes are i'm doing uh i was gonna do Dari again but i can't find the jacket my friend's coming in for this halloween party this coming weekend and she is gonna be the Blew myself Tobias from Arrested Development. Wow, that's a high effort one. And, and I'm gonna go. Oh yeah, and I'm gonna go as Lindsay in the uh, with the slut T-shirt from from the jail <laughs> when she goes in there to try to pick people up. Drink. <laughs>
Oh, that's funny. I can't believe we're going to get more than twice this drunk. Yeah, we're, we're is, getting to about half hour. This is a fucking disaster. <laughs> this is very disturbing. Oh, my God. All right. Well, good, good costume updates. I haven't been making spooky noises. Uh, so as we go into this next oh, sure, one. Sure, sure. Woo! <laughs> I left a huge mess at my date's place of two months, 28M, and I feel terrible. Also, I'm 26F. Forgot to say that. Fucking Dracula voice. Hey, I had a cold for roughly a week, but I was mostly well by the weekend. Decided to stick with sleeping over at my date's place for the weekend and going to his friend's Halloween party. Ugh. I already agreed to go, and we had our costumes purchased anyways. I didn't want to cancel anything. Day one was perfectly fine. Day two was the Halloween party. Unlike my date, I'm not a huge party person, but I still had a good time. Socially awkward and shy me was still able to talk here and there with his friends. Besides, I really like my date. I felt a little drunk halfway through the party, but I felt good. I felt comfortable. I was doing shit here and there that sober me would not do to people I just met. I've been much more drunk in the past, and I was fine. Every time my date asked if I wanted to leave and if I was feeling okay, I tried reassuring him that we could stay as long as he wanted. He should have fun with his friends, after all. Eventually, he urged me it was time to go, so we said our goodbyes and went back to his place. I only felt a little tipsy, so I thought the worst would be a headache in the morning. I was so exhausted by the time we hit the bed. My date was about to cuddle me, but I sat up, pushed him away, and I had to cut my hands over my mouth. I could not hold it for even a second. The first thing I saw was the previous date's leftovers in a plastic bag, so I got on the floor and continued to throw up in there. My date was off the bed and immediately pulled a trash can over to me. I started crying from how gross and embarrassed I felt. I know he was moving my bags and belongings away from me. I had no clue how messy I was being. He was kind enough to rub my back. He gave me a towel and took his trash can when I calmed down. He told me to go lie down. While he was cleaning his trash can, I grabbed another plastic bag and threw up again. He came back soon after with his trash can covered with a clean plastic bag. He placed it right beside me and told me to drink some water. I didn't because I just didn't feel like it. Been there. We fell asleep. I brushed my teeth and showered in the morning. He woke up coughing. I never heard him cough before. We both had plans in the morning. He asked if I have a hangover. He mentioned it smelled really bad last night, but he was more worried about how much I threw up. I felt disgusting. We were on a long bus ride before splitting ways. He was worried. I felt terrible. I was quiet for the whole bus ride. He held my hand even though he just left, left his place in a hot mess. What kind of guy would want to still be with me? Frowny text emoji. He texted me later that he was definitely getting sick, and he has a lot of laundry. I apologized profusely, and although he repeated, repeatedly said, it's okay, it happens, I feel like shit. It's too early in a relationship to pull this shit on the poor guy. I know he wanted me to plan the next date anyways, and while I have no clue what to do, I know I need to do something. I really hate myself right now. I don't even know what I want from Radio Free Dote Bank. <laughs> TLDR, I got my date sick and threw up at his place. I need to make up for it. 
I'm so upset at myself. Frowny text emoji. And that was posted by Alice Vinrache. Okay. I'm gonna how many beers do I how many shots do I gotta do? I think that's three. Maybe we gotta do three. Alright, All right, give give your take while I'm pouring this. Um well I gotta take three. I wasn't taking mine along. Mm. Oh boy. I shouldn't have had such a big dinner. Like it's such a paradox because you don't want to have a big dinner because you know, you be too full, but you also don't want to not have a big dinner because you want to have some food in you for when you fucking put all the booze on it. Yeah, I made that latter mistake. I didn't. Oh, Christ, we just this. hit another one. <laughs> all right, I'm catching up. What do you think about this situation, uh, okay. Arthur? Well, I'm going to tell you a story about uh, our good friend Zisty. Uh, he invited me over for a St. Patrick's Day get-together. And uh, we were uh, shooting Bushmills, I think. And uh, I got in, like, a big argument with a buddy of his who worked at a bank because I was on some real anti-capitalist shit at the time. And uh, good things, got, things got real messy. And uh, I just I bailed on the party for a little while, went up to the bathroom, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to go empty out. No big deal. I'll be fine. And uh, I threw up in the toilet, and at the same time I was throwing up, I started to feel a little little brown sensation. Oh no! And uh, I shit myself. I did that. I was <laughs> I was shitting myself drunk. Is how drunk I was. <laughs> and uh, it was bad. Nobody nobody thinks that's a good thing. Least of all me. Drink. Fuck. But uh, our good friend discovered me in the bathroom and even after i had like i'd like yelled at a friend of his and then i shit all over his bathroom floor i threw up all over the place he fucking scooped me up in his very big strong arms and like carried me (laughs) to like a guest bedroom and laid me down got me a glass of water fucking made sure i was okay let me sleep it off and uh you know it's it's the kind of thing that just fucking happens when you when you party with with a drug like alcohol. It's fuck. Sometimes you're gonna just have too much. Like when you're recording a fucking podcast and you're doing a dumb bit where you're doing a fucking power hour. What are we doing? <laughs> um. And you know sometimes it just happens, and it sounds like he understands that, and he's being understanding, and he's you know he looked after you in your time of need. Drink. So I don't know, man. I don't even think you got to make it up to him necessarily. I think he's just in a good place about it. And uh, you just have to overcome the shame. And then you'll be fine. I think part of the shame, too, is you can have a hangover like this. If you're like me, sometimes there's a day or two where you're just like, oh, God, I'm a piece of garbage. Like anxiety kicks up a bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? You get that little rebound from it. So I think part of this is like the proximity of this happening. Things feel a little worse than they are. Because, I don't know, it, it doesn't sound like you were a fucking mess at the party. You're not, like, knocking no, shit over no. and yelling at people, you know? You just, sometimes it doesn't sit right with you, and you puke, you know? You didn't, even call, you didn't even call a stranger a corporate shill, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, which you should have. <laughs> <laughs> but you, but you he's like, he's like, like I'm in IT, dude. 
this this is right. embarrassing. I understand it. I think we've all been there. You guys are in your mid twenties. You know, I think most people, anybody who's going to go to a party and drink with you like this, like they they fucking get it. It happens sometimes. As long as this isn't every goddamn time you go out, you know, it it, it right. just fucking happens. Right. Uh, so apologize, and then whenever the time happens that he hits too much uh, uh, bushmills and and. Uh, fucking slays a, a capitalist with facts and logic and then calls dinosaurs all over your bedroom. You take care of him and calls then you're fucking Stevens. That's awesome. <laughs> you ever heard that term? You no. Ever heard that? That's good. Uh, for vomiting. Because it's like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're summoning them. That's fucking great. <laughs> I'm thinking more like the sound a T-Rex makes. Like, <laughs> What was that dinosaurs, again? Dinosaurs, <laughs> dinosaurs sound like they're vomiting that's that's fucking historical knowledge that's true you're good op you're you're fucking good just you know be careful out there drink <sighs> god damn it's a lot dude i've only I've, done this once before i've never done a power hour before i fucking oh, hate fuck. it this sucks yeah we're woefully <laughs> unprepared at first yeah. i was like wow this is just tiny sips of beer and i'm like there's gas Gurgling oh in yeah! My stomach. Oh yeah! It's a I fucking it's an endurance screen. it's an endurance thing. You it gotta is. endure. And here I am. I'm you know sweating. This is fucking it. This... <laughs> Jesus. Oh my god. Yeah. We're gonna fucking endure, dude. And we're gonna we're gonna kill the rest of this episode. What do we got next? All right, let me pull this up here. Okay. Well, here's here's the spooky one, Donovan. And uh, <laughs> before. <laughs> Before we get into it, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to drink. Fuck. Ah. Okay. Hey, Donovan. What's up? Why do people ghost? Ooh. Ooh. So I'm. <laughs> I matched with a guy on Tinder. We've been talking for about a month and a half. We texted every day, time frequently. <laughs> But we really liked each other and told each other how much we saw together in the future. I visited him at his college that is like an hour away one weekend. It was a lot of fun and everything was great. After that, we were still crazy about each other. Then fast forward to three weeks later, I visited him last Saturday and things were different. He wasn't really acknowledging me and mostly just talked to his friends. It felt like I couldn't be myself and like I was on edge. Keep in mind, we're both guys, so it's hard to show affection in front of his friends who don't know about us, but this was different. It was like he didn't want to talk to me until he got drunk when he became really into me again. The next morning, we were sober, and it was awkward again. Like, even the goodbye was awkward. On the bus ride home, I didn't have a good feeling. I texted him that I, that I had had fun and was looking forward to seeing him again. No response. Then I texted him if everything was okay. And after there was no response for like seven hours, I told him how I felt. Still no response. It's been three days since I've heard from him, and I see his posts on social media. Why do people ghost? I find it extremely shitty and hurtful because it makes me feel like I did something wrong. This was after I told him that I never wanted to be ghosted, and I would just want to be told straight up. Why are people so immature and scared of confrontation? Does he not feel guilty? Ugh. I would never do that to someone. TLDR, why do people ghost after leading you on for a month and a half and leave you wondering what you did wrong? And that was posted by DJ 
AMAGs. All right, how many how many beverages? Oh god, I think it's like three. All right, fucking another another tall uh, beer tasting glass. What a beer tasting this is, Arthur. We're I'm really taste- tasting these beers. Can I tell you? I'm tasting it every second. All right, so we we've, we've talked about ghosting before. And uh and it, I mean it sucks. Like being the recipient of being ghosted fucking sucks. I I got ghosted recently. That's there's no uh, fun. Um, but you, I, I think you got to look at this with, with a certain, with a certain context. I, this person is, is very quickly jumping to like, what did I do wrong? And I, I don't think you could put so much of that on yourself. You know, this is like a two way street on this. Maybe they got fucking anxiety too. Maybe they're Drink. having trouble like communicating to you. Um, you know what, what was wrong and maybe they don't want to like offend you or they're like worried about you being very upset about it Ugh. you know and so it, and so it's just the, it's the easy way to do it especially in things that are just short relationships like i think we stand by it's not a it's a shitty thing to do to somebody yeah but i think that like i said sometimes it's just extenuating what the fuck is that word extenuating oh man the beer sometimes there's extenuating circumstances and you know maybe somebody's just not able to to communicate to you yeah. what happened there or doesn't want to. And I mean, they're fucking entitled to that. You don't, you don't owe anybody an explanation. That's true. It's the polite thing to do, but you know, you, it just happens. I don't and, think, um, I don't think you can do it after a month and a half and they've like, you know, they've driven an hour to see you twice. Oh think, no. It's, I it's, think it's, after it's, a certain it's point, totally you owe ass. yeah, it, it, it's totally ass. But the, uh, Oh God. The question, the question here being, why do people do it? I mean, I reckon that's why. It's just sometimes you got shit going on. You don't want to deal with like communicating all this to somebody and dealing with the fallout, and so it's easier just not to fucking talk to them. Again, yeah. it, it's shitty. It fucking sucks. But like, I, I think that's why. And uh, in this case, this this sounds like something else we've talked about too, which is where sometimes you're into somebody, and as time goes on, it's like a switch uh. is flipped. All of a sudden, you just kind of realize you're not. And, yeah. you know, you're still trying for it because, like, there's momentum to the relationship. You're, you're, you know, you're still having them out there. But in person, you're like, oh, God, something feels fucking off. You know, then this person gets drunk and then, you know, that numbs it a little bit. It's like, all right, cool. Like, things are good. Then you wake up with the scariest we were talking about in the last question. Yeah. And you realize things are fucking wrong again. So I, I just feel like this wasn't right. You know, you wouldn't met up with this guy. You're, you're clearly not right for each other for for some reason on uh, on his part. And uh, I, but again, it fucking sucks. Like we can't sugarcoat that part. It's fucking ass. I just think sometimes people, for whatever reason, you know, they they just don't have the the emotional energy to want to like go through a like communication of this and the potential uh, like lash out by you or even just having to break the news is anxiety inducing. Right. Um, and, and, and so they just fucking ghost. So it, it sucks, but you know, it, it's understandable. I think. Yeah. You can get into the psychology of why people do it. And this really is the, the heart of the question here. But I think in this particular circumstance, the guy's just kind of an asshole. Like maybe, I mean, okay, maybe he's not out to his friends and he doesn't want to be like, Hey, I invited this guy, uh, to drive an hour to my college so we could smash. Maybe he's not comfortable sharing that with his, with his dudes drink. Oh boy. There's still a burp building. I don't want to, Oh my God. Yeah. Burp juice into it. 
I know what you're saying, man. I think that's that's the main level of discomfort I'm on, is the gas. I should have got White Claw. White Claw would have been great. Uh, fucking rice was a bad decision for dinner. Oh, no. <laughs> like, each of those yeah, grains I, I, is like the size of a human finger at this point. Ugh. <laughs> oh, what fucking imagery. I'm, I'm, I didn't consider the angle you're saying, though. I'm feeling you on that. Um, cause he, yeah, not acknowledging that stuff in front of the friends. It definitely sounds like he's not out. And, uh, I mean, clearly that's going to be a fucking problem for like any sort of relationship here. Right. So I don't know, maybe there's like some repression going on there or he's not ready for that. Um, again, you could fucking rack your brain about the reasons for it, but just in terms of practicality, I mean, you got a clear answer. At least you got a clear answer here. Person's not into you fucking cut the contact. And uh, again, it, it sucks, but you know, just keep going. There's not really anything else you can do. Yep, you gotta keep going. You're gonna find another man. I guarantee it. Or he you is... could send him the Cocktober emoji pasta. <laughs> it's the last text, and I think he might come back to you because he's got to respond to ten people. You know, otherwise he's not gonna get any chocolate covered dick. So <laughs> maybe try maybe try that angle. That's my that's my final uh... piece of advice. Oh my god! Yeah, you feel okay. my liver turning off. Yeah. Oh, mine's in sleep mode. It's like you know what? That's fine. It's like this is okay. <laughs> yeah, my liver is ghosting me. It's just like you know what? You fucking <laughs> do this, you piece of garbage. <laughs> this is a horrible bit. I'm not gonna fucking entertain it. <laughs> I hope you're entertained, listener. Drink. Oh God. It's relentless. It fucking is, and 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 the time dilation. It just it. They just come, they repeatedly come back. Because it's like a minute sounds like a lot of time, but it's really not. Every time I look up at the timer, I'm like, really? It's been 15 seconds already? (laughs) Oh my God. Some fucking garbage. Hey, uh, a fun Radio Free Topic listener challenge. Throw a Halloween party, put this episode on, make everyone pay attention and follow us on Instagram and subscribe to us on iTunes and do the power hour in time with us. Yes! Sounds oh, like a great idea. Such a horrible idea. <laughs> what, what else could you possibly want at a Halloween party than to hear a couple of dudes you probably don't know? Uh... <laughs> Yelling about the timer and, and, and time dilation uh, while drinking this fucking Pilsner that was a horrible choice. Drink. Why didn't I pick White Claw? Why didn't I pick White Claw? It's this is expensive. an extended advertisement for, for White Claw. Yeah. And the next question uh, is, my 18F boyfriend, 19M, thinks that my festival outfit is too slutty. I'm planning on going to this Halloween glam-themed festival soon with my friends, and we are all making our own outfits. The outfit I have in mind is a black shirt and black pants with a twist. Oh, God. I want to cut the shirt so my bra shows and the pants in the crotch and butt area so my underwear is visible. Cool. That is because I bought this cute set of bra and panties with glitter and sequin zombies and vampires on them. Damn, that fucking rad. Which have different effects depending on how the sequins are arranged. The way I want to cut the clothes is only so the fabric underneath shows, not skin whatsoever. He thinks this is too provocative. 
I disagree. Is he overreacting or am I in the wrong? TLDR, my boyfriend thinks my self-made festival outfit shows too much and that was posted by Roku. What the fuck is that name, Arthur? I, <laughs> what the fuck is that? W-R-U-C-O-U-I-U. I thought it was a one. I stand Why by Roku. I stand I in there. I stand by Roku. All right, that's that's All right. what we'll go that's, with. That's two. Oh God. All I right. Was li- I was literally sitting here thinking I have to not do this. But here we we're going. We're doing it. We're doing it for you, listener. Yeah, we're 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 here for the spooky festivities. Ugh. Yeah, so this is this is fucking this is whack. This is like a really fucking common thing. I think it involves some jealousy and some insecurity. You're at a goddamn festival. Like half the fucking fun is a fest of a festival is that you can dress provocatively and you can you know wear things that you wouldn't normally like go out and about with, and that, and, and that's fucking great. The intention of that, you know, is to be like my fucking body's great. I'm hot. Here you fucking go. Or like this outfit rules. The intention is not. Oh, I got a partner and I'm trying to like slut it up. Like that's some stupid misogynist bullshit to jump on that. Yeah. So I I think your dude here is just really fucking insecure. He's I mean, you guys are 18 and 19, like definitely fucking yeah. insecure. Yeah. And uh, I, yeah, no, I think it is overreacting. I think it's understandable in the sense that, you know, low self-confidence in, in, in anxiety like that. You know, this is probably an early relationship for you. You know, it can be, like, overwhelming. Um, but I think objectively, like, no, you, you are fucking overreacting. You're definitely not in the wrong, you know? You're just trying to look rad for this fucking festival. Absolutely. Here's where I am. So, like, I remember when I was, like, a teenager, my girlfriend uh, went to one of those, you know, the stores in the mall that sell, like, swords and jewelry and, like, little cute outfits and whatever? I don't yeah, know if dude, that's a thing. Ball ninja shit. <laughs> Yeah, one of those mall ninja stores. And she bought this little, like, brown hippie skirt and fucking, like, halter top kind of thing, like, with a lot of belly showing. And I remember feeling really weird about it, but not being able to put my finger on it. And it's insecurity. That's all it is. He's just really insecure about this shit. And, like, it's not like you're going to this festival to go fucking pick up ween. You just think it's, like, super cool to have, like, sequin and glitter zombies and vampires on your underdrawers. And you want to show it to people. And I get that. It's a festival thing also. I'm loathe to say it, but Uh. drink. It's it's also just showing off your body and shit, too. Uh. And again, like, that doesn't have to be in this way that, like, oh, yeah, you're trying to fucking slut it up out here. It's just like, that's what you fucking are, you know? Put it out in the world. And I think just as a culture... You know, people look at like hyper conservative fucking cultures like, I don't know, the Amish or like fundamentalist Muslims, where there's a big thing about like dressing very, very conservatively and covering yourself. And you're like, yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. Who would ever be like that? But this is just like an extension of that. This is just a a less version where like this part of intimacy is oh, like, you know, I get to see their body, but nobody else does. But only these specific regions you know? Yeah. And when you kind of dissect that, it, it's a fucking absurd cultural construct. It's the same and... deal as like ankles in the fucking Victorian era. You know, we've just like pared it down to like titties and bush drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Man, be, be, get the, the final idea. beer. Like, like so many things we've discussed on here, fucking, you gotta trust your partner, and you gotta have enough security in yourself to know, like, they're fucking with you, you know? If they didn't want to be with you, they'd break up with you. They wouldn't be like, I'm gonna wear, like, a revealing outfit, uh, and, like, that's the plan. Like, fuck this, like, that's what I'm gonna do. That's not the thought process anybody has, I don't think. Um, appreciate the fact that your girlfriend's wearing this hot outfit. Throw some provocative shit on yourself, dude. I wear fucking tights to festivals. It's a great time. Wear some weird <laughs> fucking shit. Get into yeah. it. Appreciate that it's just a fun fucking thing to do to dress in a way that, like, you normally wouldn't. And, yeah, don't, uh... I, I would just try to communicate this to him. Because this is, again, coming from a female OP here. Drink. Communicate to him. This is just, a, you know, it's a fun thing to do. You're with fucking him. And... If he continues, though, on this overreaction shit, I think that's a red flag, and maybe this dude's got some fucking developing to do. Uh, but definitely don't let him get under your fucking skin and tell you what you're able to wear and not wear. Yeah. Can't fuck with that. Ugh. You want to just fucking chill out for the last 10 minutes to show you just hang out, have a conversation? Oh, I'm, having a, I'm having a hard time focusing, man. I, I have... I'm looking at the time, and I... I I feel like I have time traveled, Arthur. Yeah, dude, this woof, this is the fastest hour I've ever experienced in my life. <laughs> we gotta make it though. We gotta make it to the fucking. We're gonna end. make it. We're, it's it, about it's about ten minutes. That's ten more. All right, hit hit the next question. Some, okay, f- all right, all right. Here we go after Ugh. this drink. Ugh. Hey, fuck burps, dude. It's so bad. Like, I wish I could just belch, but it won't come. Anyway, I, 20M, have been invited to a night out, in parenthesis, rave, with a girl, 21, I like, at work, at the end of October, in parenthesis, Halloween party. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, I, I20M, have been invited to a night out, parenthesis, rave, with a girl I like at work at the end of October. Parenthesis, Halloween party. <laughs> I, love, I love to go out with my friends and drink alcohol at a location that serves alcohol. Parenthesis, <laughs> bar. <laughs> Okay, we can do this. We can. We're going. Do we're this. doing it. We're doing it. I know her quite a bit and have very similar personalities and hobbies, and we click. They, I suppose, there, there will be four to six females and myself. I am confident around her and people in general. Seeing her in a new environment with her friends and me alone is very daunting, causing just a bit of anxiety. Oh God. Ugh. This, uh, reinforced with past experiences I've had, which had turned sour, girl getting back with her ex, oh, I'm sorry, parenthesis, girl getting back with her ex on the same night as our first night out, being with friends on this night helped me a lot. I have known her around seven months. I'm quite sure she likes me, hence the invite, and I think she knows I like her. Obviously, I want to- Parenthesis, I'm romantically interested. (laughs) 
obviously I want to go, but I am sure this would cause any guy to take a step back and realize what I am stepping into. As stated before, I have no problem with confidence at all. Just when I am put on the spot and situations become awkward, which I am good at avoiding. I'm sorry, parentheses. In parentheses. Which I am good at avoiding. TLDR. <laughs> Been invited to a night out with lots of girls, and I want to make a move, but don't have the guts. Parenthesis. I don't think. So, girls, what do you advise for this situation? That was posted by Finstam01. Jesus Christ. That's like three. Oh, God. I'll tell you what, brother. As sexy as curvy parentheses are, you maybe maybe use a, a little less of those in, in this I'm, situation. I'm going we'll, to we'll say something okay. in Skype. Hold on. Oh, God. Yeah, you like that? Here's some parentheses. Oh, Arthur has sent me parentheses with a Y in between them, uh, which to the informed eye look like a cheeky pair of titties. Looks like some titties. I just sent him some old school fucking AIM era titty emoticons. Classic. Classic. Shouts out to my 90s kids sending fucking low res text booby pics to each other. Hell yeah. What was this guy asking about? (laughs) I was about to ask the same question. (laughs) This girl he likes, he likes, they've been working together. He likes this girl. I just invite him to this, uh, to this like Halloween rave, but it's just her and like a bunch of her girlfriends and just him. And he's like a little spooked about it. He says also like he's he's pretty convinced she's into him. And, uh, I mean, he's definitely into her. Right. Be cool, dude. That's just the be fucking, fucking cool. Here. You're going into enemy territory. You're going to have to keep your fucking head on a swivel, <laughs> but you'll be fine. It'll be okay. It's definitely you know, a good sign that she's fucking inviting you on a night. Like if it's her and a bunch of her girlfriends, you know what I mean? It's not like they're bringing boyfriends and shit. It's pretty clear. She likes you pretty fucking well that she wants yeah. to like have you around her friends. Uh, so go do it. Halloween raves are the fucking best. I went to one last year after that Halloween party Arthur was describing. Yep. You get to fucking dance in a costume. It fucking rules. Yeah, it's you very know, cool. Just enjoy it. Don't, don't get too into your head about, uh, you know, having to, like, make a move or, you know, are these people going to like me or not? Just have a fucking good time. Talk to her friends. Like, try to be, you know, friendly because she's she is intentionally, like, put you around them. Uh, you know, so try, try to get cool with her friends and yeah, just have a good time. Don't drink. Don't get too into your head that like you have to perform a certain way for this is is my idea. You are looking for the moment that she pulls you aside is what you're looking for. Yep. And it'll come like you'll get him. You'll get some time alone with her because, you know, she invited this boy that likes her. I think, you know, we're not smooth. They're not smooth. They know when we like them. And, uh, She's going to pull you aside. She's going to be like, hey, put your tongue in my mouth. (laughs) Put your tongue in my mouth. Parentheses make out with me. (laughs) And you're going to be like, I'm interested. Parentheses. I'm going to put my tongue in your mouth. (laughs) I like the parenthetical. I'm going to put my tongue in your mouth. (laughs) I like that a lot. Donovan, we're about to hit. This is going to be. It's like the 57th shot right now. I've completely and utterly lost count. Why is Drink. beer carbonated? 
It was like, it's, hey, you know what beverages need, dude? You're fucking tiny bottles of gas, and then you put them in your stomach, and because they're gas, they come back out. Oh, dude, rad fucking idea. Let's definitely do that. And then make that make that beverage, make it get you drunk. Oh, it's a fantastic it, combination. It's a byproduct of the yeast's um, uh, digestion. This is where the uh, carbonation yeah. is. Yeah, you so farts. I guess I guess it was the the funguses idea. Good times, thanks funguses. Parentheses, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> you're uh, good, fist fist emo one. You're gonna be you're great, good fist yeah. finstam. You're gonna be fucking so good because like you're gonna like you should definitely focus on your costume. Focus less on what's gonna fucking happen and get your costume tight. No, that's that's definitely a good idea. And just like Drink. A, enjoying the event in general, because I think it's easy to latch on to like this is a big moment and want to like perform right and say the right things. And if you're like me and you got some anxiety, that's just going to make you fucking clunky. It's no good. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree. Just fucking get into the costume. Just look at this. You're just going to this party and it's going to be a fucking good time. And, and this girl is there. You know, it's not like you're going to be in a cluster with her and her friends the entire fucking night. You know, you're at this big thing. So just fucking enjoy yourself. Play it cool. And, uh, yeah, you might have that cool take aside moment. Parentheses. Yeah. Make out. Sub parentheses. Tongue on tongue. Brother. Get him. <laughs> brother. Brother. I wish a burp came out on the brother. That's the best way to say it. Oh, my it. God. I want, like, I'm so terrified of belches right now. I want, like, a really good big one. But I'm also afraid that it's going to bring friends. And I'm not interested. <laughs> I'm not interested in doing that. Drink my 30m belches uh, one minute f wants to come out and bring several of her rice friends with her. Several of her rice grain friends with her. What do I do? And it was it was rice with like chicken and butter and cheese, and it was really good dinner. I just don't want to see it again. Yeah, man. Ghost that race. <laughs> okay. So my recorder says we're about to hit 6130, which means we have two more. All right. You want to hit this last question? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> is your, you are reading it. It is the man that is reading it. It is you. Hell yeah, dude. Love to become but, completely detached from the flow of time. By the way, drink. Oh, my God. Then when we get out of the question, it's the last one. There we go. Yo, what if what if the end of the episode, I just vomited all over the computer and That'd be destroyed good. the podcast forever? What a That'd be pretty fucking good. bang to go out on. Okay. <laughs> My girlfriend, 20F, was just hit on the wrist by a flashlight by her grandfather, 73M, for reading a book about vampires. It's a Hi, all! I was going to say this is a friend zone, but I'm actually bailing on that, so just get read. Read it. Okay, this is a grandpa zone branded product. Hello, all! My grand girlfriend, <laughs> my grandpa girlfriend. <laughs> my grandfriend. My girlfriend was just smacked on the wrist by her grandfriend, who is a 73-year-old <laughs> extreme Christian. He snowboards and shit. Yeah. The last bit will become relevant. 
He smacked her for reading a book called The Vampire's Companion, which is an innocent book about the lore of vampires and is kind of playful while interesting. He believes that evil comes from this book and that the enemy will get her due to the content in the book, which he deems unchristian. My girlfriend suffers from frequent seizures and has had one recently. She also suffers from a myriad of other things due to some trauma. She has been told she has PTSD. Due to the trauma and other things, she copes in unhealthy ways, but is getting a lot better, and I'm very, very proud of her. Good on you. Um, One way she copes is by reading about stuff that she finds interesting. In this case, vampires. Her grandfather believes if she continues to read about vampires or anything that is not capital H, holy, she will continue to have seizures. Yes, I'm not fucking kidding. She is fairly distraught over this. So that is why we decided to do this. Any help would be very much appreciated. She doesn't have a Radio Free Tote Bag account, so I'm doing this for her, and she will be reading what you have to say. Please ask any questions uh, listening to what you have to say. Yeah, I didn't read that word right. Please ask any questions, and I will answer them to the best of my ability, and so will she if it helps you form your opinions. Thank you. TLDR, girlfriend's crazy grandfather, hit her on the wrist with the flashlight for reading a book that he thinks will give her seizures for being unholy. And that was posted by Joshua Haynes. This was posted by the final shot of beer of the power hour. Thank God. There's nothing powerful about this, Arthur. There's nothing powerful about this hour. It's feeble. It's a feeble hour. It's an hour of weakness. But here we are, drunk as we're going to get tonight. Love to see it. Uh, we've done it. Okay, so um, her grandfather sucks. Um, he's like a million. You could probably get away with killing him pretty easy, right? You could just fucking... <laughs> wow. Put some strychnine in his coffee. You know, be whatever. No. Satire, satire, satire. You can't do that. <laughs> And you can't even really talk to the guy. Like, you can't, you know what I mean? You can't go up to the 73-year-old guy and be like, hey, you're way too Jesus-y for my vampire girlfriend. You can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, this dude's fucking entrenched. He's he's 73. You're not going to talk him out of this shit, you know? No. Alert your parents, I guess? What the fuck? He fucking hit you with a flashlight? That's what kind of flashlight? Is it a mag light with, like, fucking 6D batteries in it? That's heavy as fuck. Or is it like a keychain LED light? It'd be a little a little nicer. This yeah. is an old dude. I reckon this is a big ass flashlight. That, yeah. That, that's super that's super fucked up. And uh I'd talk to your parents about it since they got, you know, a, a little bit more of like a connection here, I think, where they could be like cuz again, you're not going to convince them uh that reading this book isn't going to cause blood sucking fucking demons to appear. But you can tell them that like, hey, don't fucking hit our 20 year old daughter you old fuck what are you doing yeah what are you doing you crazy old bastard at least make there be some consequences for that shit um but besides that like i don't know this would fuck my relationship up with with a grandparent i would just kind of avoid his old ass um because that's because it's fucking wild yeah here's what i want you to do i want you to get 
a copy of Vampire the Masquerade. It was a role-playing game produced by White Wolf Games back in the 90s. You find yourself a copy of that. You invite the grandfather to come in and play a round of the role-playing game with you guys. Maybe he wants to be like a, like a Toreador or perhaps a Gangrel. And, uh, you know, he just kind of give him the space to realize that vampires are just people. They got problems, too. They got a whole hierarchy. It's a whole fucking thing. And, uh, yeah. And then maybe he'll, uh, I don't know where this bit's going. Donovan, it's too, it's too much. We've done too much. I just We've lo- gone too far. I love, I love the idea that vampires give you seizures. <laughs> You're like, dude, fu- fuck That's- your blood. I just rather your brain had a had a bit of a spasm here. That's cool with me. That's not a power in the lore, though. I, I don't think so. Though is okay. So if you're looking at vampires from an evolutionary standpoint, that would be a very effective hunting technique for them, right? If people if are you, seizing out, yeah, exactly. You like you can just look at somebody and stare into their eyes and make them have a seizure, and then you can descend upon them while they're while they're seizing on the ground. You can get the blood out of them easier that way. Well, not even look at him. Just give him a book about you. <laughs> and then you sneak up and you're like, oh, I fucking got you. I'm going to suck your blood. Although I got to say, if somebody's shaking around having a seizure, probably, I don't know, probably not the easiest time to, you know, to extract your, your vampiric blood meal. I think there's better, yeah. better states you can induce than, than seizure. Sure, coma. For I example. think your grandpa is a fucking vampire, dude. I think that's oh, what this is about. Oh, she's like, he fuck, thinks, she's on to me. I got to hit her with a flashlight. <laughs> yes, and he thinks if you read this book, it's going to draw other vampires, and then he can't, you know, be cool Christian vampire uh, with a monopoly on his family's blood. Uh, so fucking stake this bitch, dude. Just fucking get a big ass wooden stake, get some silver bullets, you know, get a holy water super soaker. Totally. Like in that Tarantino movie? Cut out his heart, uh, cut it into four pieces, and then throw uh, each piece into a different river. That's a vampire thing. Do tributaries count? Yeah, I think so. I think so. What about creeks? Probably not a creek. You want something running a little more consistently than a creek. It's about the running water. Did you know vampires can't cross running water? I was not aware of that. That's one of the things. So, like, if a vampire lived in Louisiana, they'd be fucked. They couldn't, like, go places. There's so much running yeah, water down there. Dude, just get fucking set up your homestead on that river, Delta. You are vampire-free. Here's 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 the real answer to this. You take fucking grandpappy here. Uh-huh. You put him in the Halifax Senior Center. Right? <laughs> you get him there for bingo night. Yep. And you, you stack the bingo numbers against him because... You know, winners get book witches and losers get deer shanked, and then he'll get deer shanked. <laughs> We're shouts have- out to the, shouts out to a fucking uh, YouTube video from like two thousand four. Hold on, I want to I want to shout him out by name. What are the? It's Picnic Face. Picnic Face, dude. Go oh watch all of the Picnic Face videos. It's way funnier than what we've done for the last hour. <laughs> Wrong, man. Wrong. <laughs> Nah, power thirst and shit. It's all the videos you saw in fucking like middle school. It's it's yeah. it's wonderful. If you're early our YouTube, age. early YouTube rules. Seventy three year old extreme Christians don't fucking rule. That's true. Tell your parents about this. We're fucking real though. That's the that's the actual advice. This is yeah. really fucked up. Yeah, get at them. 
uh, and just let them know that this is it's unacceptable. You can't hit anybody with a flashlight for any reason. That's not allowed. Oh man. I well, why was why did he why was the flashlight the first thing on hand when she oh was she, well she was reading in the book? dark so he had to like sneak in with the flashlight with a fucking flashlight <laughs> this is like a tactical operator grandpa man fucking busting down doors you know he burns the book and he's like room clear no vampires what am I even talking about well, we got all the questions Arthur we fucking did it yep. There's only a couple things left to do, and the first of which is to inform you that our intro song is the song Over the Top by Mr. Flash. I thought it was appropriate for Power Hour. Uh, you can find his music. He's on Ed Banger Records, which is like my favorite label of all time. Uh, go listen to Ed Rec Volume 3 immediately. And our outro music this week is designed you for you to get pumped up for a fucking Halloween party this weekend. This is uh, an old favorite electronic song of me, song of mine. It's uh, Diablo by Machine Drum. Uh, I don't know. Look up Machine Drum. I don't have any fucking websites or anything. Dude fucking rules. Seen him live. It's a fucking banger. When you finish this episode, pause it for a second and then uh, play the outro as you're getting into the car to go to this Halloween party. You'll get amped the fuck up. Can I do a Machine Drum recommendation for tracks also? Because I fucking love Machine Drum. Hit it. Go listen to Angel Speak off the album um, Human Energy. Love that song. So fucking good. Bump that all the time. Yeah, go listen it's to good. Machine it's Drum. Good. That's, the, that's the upshot of all this. Go listen to Machine <laughs> Drum. It's good amped up music. I, I saw him at a, at a small festival in Nashville. I was actually on a date uh like with a girl like we second or third we like met up at this music festival her friend was with her and i'm like dancing this shit and it's super super fast paced like i don't know what the bpm is but it's fucking wild it's like basically like running in place i'm basically running in place for some of these songs and her friend was like (laughs) i don't remember exactly what she said but was like basically what what are you doing (laughs) and i was like i gotta i gotta keep up Oh, man, we kept up. Dude, we did the fucking power hour. I didn't think yeah, I was going to make I, it. About, about 40 minutes, I was like, mm, I don't fucking know. Yeah, I'm I'm glad the, the podcast idea I had never came to be. I would not be alive now. This, oh, my God, it's so fucked up, and it's so hard to keep the time. Oh, my God. Oh, we did it. I'm proud of us. Let's get a round of applause. We'll be fine. I hope everyone's clapping at home or at work. Roaring applause. Shouts shouts to my boy Taco. I hope you like this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, folks. Um, I am hammered. And uh, if you're doing the game along with us, you are too. And uh, thanks for coming. It's to the Halloween show. And I love you. Thanks. Bye, moi. Enjoy your Halloween. I'm going to go break the fucking seal. Oh. Oh.